0: Welcome to the Colors of Infosec podcast, a podcast demystifying what it means to navigate a career in information security and technology as people of color. I'm your host, Asif Ahmad. And I am Christina Marillo, And we're here to give you an all-access pass into tech and Infosec's past, present, and future. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Colors of Infosec podcast. We wanted to start this episode by giving you a bit of background on who we are And why we decided to start this podcast. I have actually been in the industry for about 22 years. I actually stumbled on it. What happened was I was in the United States military in the army, and I got into encrypting Singars radios, uh, dealing with BIOSes, Y2K. And that was my first, I guess, taste of the industry. Once I started working in it and realized that there was a career outside of the military for me, It was when I I said, this is for me. This is the industry that I want to be in. This is something that I want to do.
1: I've also been in the industry about 22, 23 years now. Um, I started out in tech and then moved into information security by accident, by way of a um, identity and access management role. Back then it was called IT security. uh, Back then, as in like 15 years ago. And I never looked back.
0: The funny thing about us is that the way we met, I think... I think it's I think that's that's imperative to our story just because it kind of gives context as far as how long we've known each other. Uh, the funny thing about you, Christine, I remember meeting you back in college. We both went to college in South Florida. Then I was actually part of the work study program at, at school there, and I was about to graduate. Uh, I was, a, I believe, a few cycles ahead of you, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I saw you, and you were very into uh, Active Directory, Novell. You had this, like, hunger about you. Uh, but at the same time, we didn't Enter really know denies. each other. <laughs> we didn't really know each other. and I didn't, really, I didn't really talk to you much. But we started getting to know each other through through the program. And as I was graduating and I left the program, I believe you took my spot, which was I thought was awesome. And, you know, we actually got to know each other through there. And then we lost contact for several years. And then we resurfaced again through, you know, the, the tech industry. It's like people think it's a big industry, but it's actually a lot smaller than people think. And that's something I hope we could also cover you know, yeah. on, this, on this pod.
1: I think it might have been through like LinkedIn or email or something.
0: I don't know. We kind of always kept in touch
1: throughout the years. But
0: yeah. yeah. But but the thing that's crazy about this, like I try to tell people who are coming into this industry, that's why it's so important to somewhat, you know, when you know people or you've worked with people, always try to stay in touch and always have some type of relationship. Don't burn bridges because you never know what it could lead to. I'm just so, I'm so happy that we didn't, you know, burn a bridge with each other and we're able to not only work together in the past, but now it's turned into us doing this pod together. Collaboration.
1: So, yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So that that's pretty, I, mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it kind of makes us like one of the, one of the positive stories to, to not burn bridges, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that So that that's a great segue into like, you know, why did we start this podcast? I know you and I have talked about it um, a lot in, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the past couple of weeks, but you want to talk about that? Like, why did we even decide to do this?
0: Well, for sure. I I think one of the main reasons is that we definitely wanted to give those only a voice. Now what I mean by that is I, there's times where I've been in, you know, board director meetings, I've been in C-level meetings, whether it's a, as a consultant, whether it's as as a manager, or whatever it may be, and chances are I'm the only person that looks the way I look and sometimes speaks the way I speak and has you know, has this type of background that I have, whether it be cultural, whether it be, you know, just the way I look or, you know, plain and simple. So I I, I want us to kind of give those those people a voice. Yeah. Um, can you speak on that? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like even yeah.
1: even today, even being in the industry like for so long and even, you know, today that there are some, there are like a lot of people who look like us in the industry, but I I'm still... I've still been the only in many rooms, right, and so um it's not unfortunately, I don't want to say that I'm used to it because I always notice it, and I think that that's a problem, right? I think that we need more of folks who look like us um not only because it's like, oh yeah, it's fun to have or it's cool to have to you know to have people that look like you that's not the point. The point is that like just different perspectives uh matter, right different perspectives help to to uh kind of solve bigger problems or problems at scale. Um, versus being in like a silo. So I think that's that's super important. The other topic that we, we, uh, we talked about a lot is that, you know, we really want to shed light on topics that are rarely discussed, right? I think that in this industry, uh, there tends to be like this echo chamber and people have to tend to agree, right? Even if they deep down um, really don't agree. And we really want to talk about these topics authentically, right? May ruffle some feathers, but we're okay with that because I think that it's important for, uh, we both agree that it's important to like get this out, right? Talk about it, start the conversations, okay. and then think about ways to move past it. Right? Think about ways. Think about solutions. Think about ways
0: that we can impact. Um, yeah. Agree. No, I, I I totally agree with you. I believe that there are a lot of things that you see people talk about mm-hmm. privately, but they're afraid to use their platform mm-hmm. because it might it might hinder career career opportunities. It may hinder a person's perspective or the way they're viewed. Um, thing the thing is, is that by staying silent, in my opinion, is a sign of compliance. To me, really? silence equals compliance. And I believe that we have this platform. We have this opportunity. We've been in this industry for so long combined. We've done so much. I feel that it's only right that we shed light on a lot of these topics and we need to br- we need to air them out. And I feel this podcast, we can actually do that. We can actually use our voice and and speak on it. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we like to talk about as well is what next like another another thing is what about the other generation? What about those people that are coming up after us? You know, we also want to use this this platform to give back uh, mm-hmm. because this, this this tech industry has done a lot for me. It's done a lot for us, but it's also taken a lot of sleepless nights as well away from us, too. That's true. It's That's also true. Taking us away from our families as well. So we want to not only use this to kind of guide that next generation, and so what paved the way, but also from a place of empathy and what I mean by that is this right when someone is from lower income, like for instance i'll give you I'll give you my story as an example, right uh I never owned a computer when I was growing up I didn't even know that was possible I didn't know the cost of it I didn't you know I, I didn't know it wasn't until I got into the, that small private college and they gave me a computer and they and I had to build it myself and they taught me those things. That was my first computer. Yeah. I took pride in that. You know? And I didn't know there was a possibility for me to turn that into a career even and and to and to take that to another level. I didn't know about InfoSec. I didn't know about, you know, data structures. I didn't know about Java and all these things. Those are not dinnertime conversations me really? and my parents had. I mean, I was the first person in my family to go to college. You know, I was the first one to graduate high school if you want to be, you know, if I want to being 100% and honest. So by us having that platform and showing someone from that community, our communities back home or wherever we're from, uh, get being somewhat of an example, say, hey, listen, if Asif and Christina can do it, I can do it too.
1: Yeah, I saw this really good quote once that said, um, and I forget the, the, uh, the person who posted it, but it was like, I measure my success by helping others. And I really that really resonated with me. Right. Because I feel like when I'm the most happiest is when I'm helping someone else, when I'm mentoring someone else, when I'm helping, you know, to kind of guide or sprinkle some insight and knowledge um, based on the lessons that, that I have learned. Right. I'm not necessarily giving them the answers, but I'm helping them navigate. Right. So that they like it's it's like the whole like teach a person to fish rather than giving them the, the fish. Right. And it's like that is where I enjoy like that is where i get the most enjoyment right like giving back and obviously like it's difficult to scale myself outside of like twitter or linkedin and stuff like that so this is like the best next method or the best way to to kind of scale my perspective and your perspective and kind of combine that which i think is super powerful there are a lot of people in in this industry including us right that we're always learning, right? I feel like we're lifelong learners and there's so much more to learn, right? As as things change, as the industry progresses, as it doesn't progress, sometimes it feels like it's going backwards actually uh, or moving backwards. And so I think that we need like these different perspectives, but we need um, more than different perspectives, right? We need like honest conversations. We need real talk. And we actually need um, to talk about things that, like you mentioned earlier, that are kind of taboo sometimes, right? Uh, because if not, we're not going to move forward, right? So we need to be really honest and we need to talk about some of the issues that that are um, that are prevalent today, right? Like even in mm. roles and we'll get into all of that. But yeah, I'm really excited actually about about this podcast. I think that it's, um, Same here. I don't know, I feel like the alignment was right it happened. The timing was right. And I, and although we both have so many things going on, um, we're both super busy individuals with so many commitments and competing priorities. It's like we made it work. So that really is a testament to, um, you know, we, we were meant to kind of, to do this, to help others. And I think that that 100%. Yeah. And,
0: and like, you're talking about topics, like, what, you know what we're doing and what we want to talk about. Yeah like um, I think we should kind of give them just a little taste of, of what's to come. Just, yeah. just to give you guys an example, right? Because I feel sometimes in, in, you know, in, this, in this genre or in this, in this culture, you know, we get into the technical aspects of Infosec, and sometimes we'll get into that, and then sometimes we'll get into the cultural aspect, you know, but at the same time, we don't want to be like that echo chamber we just don't want to be a group that just that just that just complains we also want to offer you as you go along this journey that we give you some type of guidance right um one real guidance right real world guidance right exactly well you know look we're talking about four decades here we have combined yeah i mean um and it's just it's a we've been we've been doing it a lot we've done it across multiple industries. For example,
1: Asif is going to show everybody how to stand up a sock, right? Asif? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I mean, I think, I think we could get into that that's and you could, you could get in a, you can get into IAM. You know, that's, that's, you know, you have so much to say on that and speak on that. Like I've seen you out there in the industry speaking on that and on many platforms. We can get into that. We could also get into, you know, incident management, disaster recovery, those types of things. We could also get into a multitude of things. We could also get into the HR issue. Um, we feel like, I know, I feel that there's a huge disconnect between the C-level, HR, and recruiters. Uh, I want to break that down, dissect it, and speak on it. Um, I know you have some opinions on that. We've talked about it offline a little bit. Um, there's also and I think lot-
1: companies are going to be really important, right, because you you've been a hiring manager and you've been in that position. So you understand. I know you and I have had a lot of like one on one conversations where I expressed some frustrations about just that entire process. You know, I really appreciated that because I think that a lot of folks don't have that insight. Right. And we only see things from one side, um, even, you know, even and I think that it's changed. right? I, I feel like back in the day, I don't know about you, back in the day, I could literally quit my job today and have a job by next week. Like yeah. because there weren't that many of us that had like the combined skill set. And so we were like highly sought after, right? Yeah. Um, and great, it's great that everyone has entered the space, like more power. We we need more people at this point, yeah. right? Definitely. But but it's also made like it's also made the the navigation a little bit more complex,
0: right? Agreed. But I yeah. also believe there's a bottleneck there too. I think there's a yeah. bottlenecking going on, and, and that's what I think we need to touch on. Uh, As well, there's some bottlenecking on the managerial side, on the management side, There's some bottlenecking at the C-level. There's some bottlenecking at the hiring manager side. Um, And I think that's something that we definitely need to demystify. You know, I feel like, you know, in this industry, right, I believe it's all about security and hacking. Right. So we want to talk about hacking. Well, when you talk about a hacker, right, they don't have a set of rules they follow. They have an open canvas, a blank canvas, open-mindedness, you know, inclusivity. A hacker could be from anywhere. They could be from Russia, Iran, China. It doesn't matter. It could be, you know, at a college. It doesn't matter. What makes them a hacker is that blank canvas they have to paint. So you have an unconventional person you're up against. Yet in InfoSec, in the culture of InfoSec, they want to apply conventional thinking and conventional solutions against someone that thrives on being unconventional. Yeah. So I just, I just don't – that's the disconnect that I feel. Yeah. It starts at the top, and it's, I believe it's a cultural thing, and I believe it trickles all the way down to the analyst. So you have a – like you talk about standing up the socks. So if you have a sock analyst that's built in a conventional role to say, hey, I'm level one, and if this, it meets this convention, then I send it to level two. And level yeah. two, well, then like I got it to level three, and then from there it goes to the SME or whoever it goes to, and then uh, same thing with, the, with the, in, a, in a CSIRT situation. You know, we could, we could go get into that, but these are all this is all conventional modes of thinking. Right. Um, the reason why I think diversity and and inclusion and everyone looking different, look look at what I just said, just to give you an example of where the, all those hackers are from. They're they're, they're from diverse backgrounds. They're mm-hmm. from they're from everywhere else. So if you have everyone that's pretty much looking and speaking the same, defending against that, you've lost. It's not an even playing. You've already lost. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's you've a already lost. Yeah. So, like you said, having more people in the industry to me has been great. But having people, you know, bringing them into a culture that's somewhat broken, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't feel that that's 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 advantageous, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I know we'll get into that further in, in in you know forthcoming episodes, but but I also think that it has a lot to do with when you're at the top, it becomes more about quick wins for yourself and for the business, right? We have to remember that um infosec, you know, is here to be like an enabler, right, to productivity and to the business, right? So, you know, a lot of times you want to play with all these toys and implement all these solutions that are are really not aligned to business, mitigating business risk. And I think that we tend to forget that because we get into the silo, which is like we need to pull real things back in and realize that you are here to protect um, the company's assets, the company's reputation, and to mitigate that risk. If We're not doing that as much anymore, or many of us are not doing it. And I think when you get to the top, because of that disconnect, What happens is that it becomes about what is the quickest win because we need to have impact. Um, There are a lot of organizations that, you know, value impact over anything else. Right. Um, And impact is very subjective at times. Super subjective. Right. So. I think it, it's really complicated and, and I'm sure we'll dive into that more in one of, the, um, one of our next episodes, which I'm really excited about because I think we both have a lot to say about this topic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's definitely
0: important. For me to kind of bring this full circle, though, this is how I feel. And I know, you know, speaking with you offline, I, I, I know you kind of feel the same way. I think what this, this pod, one of the main purposes of this pod is to highlight impact. Over titles to highlight the impact that Infosec has had on an individual and the impact that they want to have on it. I think where we want to go with this, this, and then the reason why we're trying to bring bring this to the culture and doing this for the culture Mm -hmm. is I feel that we need to talk about impact. We need to get into that because, and that's why you know as we move forward with this with this pod and we have guests come on. And we have people come on, we discuss with them, whether we get into a technical topic or we get into a topic about just just the InfoSec culture, Mm -hmm. right? People. Yeah, whether we do that um, and when we do that, I want them to understand that when you come on here, you know, we value you. We value and the impact that you bring. And that's what we want to talk about. Not Um, your title. We don't want to talk about your title. Yeah. Um, You know, someone can go on LinkedIn or someone can go on one of those other sites. And they can and they they can get access to your resume and access to your title. We want to talk about impact. And we want to talk about the impact that you're seeing from your you know, from your viewpoint, from your perspective. Oh, what you're not seeing, right? Exactly. And what are some of the things that yeah exactly. and yeah. how you want to move the culture forward or maybe even take a step back from the culture and give us that perspective. You know, I remember coming up in this field. Uh, one of my mentors once told me, and that's something that we should also get into is mentorship. I think that's going to be a dope topic. Yeah. We have, we have tons of hot takes on um, because we've, we've been... Mentorship versus sponsorship. Exactly. And mm-hmm. also um, the responsibility. I think when we get into that mentorship topic, we always talk about the responsibility of the mentor. But there's also it's a two-way street. The mentee has to also have some action items there and some, and some plans and some things that they they need, because keep in mind, you're taking the time of someone and you want to make sure you you kind of not only making it a little easier for them, but you're also have a, an end goal. You know, I think that gets lost in the shuffle a lot in InfoSec.
1: Yeah. I think that a lot of things have gotten lost along the way and (laughs) definitely going to talk about all of that. So, you know, don't say too much because you're going to take away from our topic. No, but I I think that, yeah, we definitely need to cover that because I. Um, I personally haven't had uh, formal mentors. I, I feel like, and we'll get into that, but I feel like I've I've taken a little bit from everywhere, and I I really value having relationships versus like you know stamping these titles, um, and that could have been a gift or a curse. I don't know, but you know I'm very big on like cultivating my own lane, cultivating my own path, um, and not doing things for the sake of doing things or for the sake of belonging, right? And so. Well, definitely, um, you know, I'd love to cover that as well, because I think it's an important topic. But yes, mentorship, sponsorship, what does it really mean? Does it actually get you a job? Does it really get you a promotion? And does it get you more money? Right? Um, you know,
0: so yeah. that's important. That too. And also, um, like we were talking about before, um, that the reason we're doing one of the main reasons we're doing this is to not be an echo chamber. So I want our listeners our viewers out there to understand something. As we navigate through these colors of Infosec, right, and we talk about these issues, we, we're not those people. We're solutions-oriented, solutions-oriented folks. And myself and Christina, we, we talk about these things. We've been talking about these things for years. Right? <laughs> this is not, you know, as a result of COVID. As a result, no, this is something that we've been passionate about uh, for a while now. And I think one of the one of the ways we plan on closing out every topic that we discuss or every segment that we put out or every pod that we put out is that we're going to have something called Asif and Christina's gray area. And what I mean by that and why we're calling it the gray area (laughs) is that, you know, as you navigate through the colors, right, you need that unconventional mindset. The gray area is that that's where we can kind of, you know, throw things at the wall and see if they stick. That's where we can kind of give you those solutions, give you those tips based on our experience. So I think the gray area is, is, a, is a nice name for it because it shows that out of, out of the box thinking that I believe you're up against when you're dealing with things in the wild or these yeah. that are very unconventional. So um, I love that not only are we bringing things to light, but we're also trying to come up with solutions, ideas, and ways that, like I said, we can move the culture forward
1: unconventionally
0: <laughs> exactly, because you know at the end of the day let's 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 be honest, right uh the way things are going, like I said, we've gotten a lot from 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 tech culture and we've gotten a lot of, a lot from infosec however uh there is there are some huge disconnects here, yeah, and uh we can and you can sit here and point them out, but i I think that what differentiates us is that we're are going to speak up about it. We're going to talk openly about it, candidly about it, but at the same time, we're going to give you our ideas and how we feel that we can fix it. So that's that's what I love about you. That's one thing I I've, like. I said I've known you for over twenty years now, and uh, even though we look extremely young, we still look like we're in our twenties. So we're not going to get into that. Hey, that's my age. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're 28, and, and that's all we're talking about. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this for so long is that we've always, and whenever we do have a conversation and, and we do support each other, we always say, well, you know what? This may have worked out. This may not have worked out, but we are going to try it this way. We're going to try something new. Yeah. And that's one thing I think it takes that when you're a techie or a techie at heart is that you have to have that open-mindedness and being unconventional and being who you are and you have, you know, one thing I like is that you exemplify that. I, I try, I hope I do. um you, ex- you exemplify that individuality that, and I think that's, that's what we want, not only for our group, but we also want the next generation to get that. So I really hope that it comes through um that we, we love this industry. We love what we do, but also
1: sometimes we don't. <laughs>
0: And, and, and that's, that's why let's I love keep it. Real. Yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. We don't, but mm-hmm. let's, 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 let's dig into this. Let's, let's peel back, peel this back like an onion episode by episode. Uh, we want you guys to, 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 to participate. We want <laughs> you guys to, you know, as guests, come on. We want, we want to hear your feedback. We want you to subscribe and listen for the culture. This is bigger than us. This isn't about awesome, and Christina. This is about the culture and moving it forward.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, among others. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Colors of Infosec. Thanks for listening.